When you eat a tamale, do you like it hard or soft? Usually they're soft. Yeah. I didn't know there was I didn't know there was an option. Well, if you eat them late in the summer, they can be real hard. <laughs> Are we still talking about tamales? God damn it, really? Hey everybody, welcome to I'm okay, you're okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Let me guess what you're drinking there. It's either black bean sauce or it's yerba mate. My new jam is yerba mate with a broca tablet. And you'll see what happens. I'm about to get wound the F up. Here's my impression of Dan Bilzerian. Hey, baby. Hey, Dan. What's going on? Are you social distancing? Yeah, baby. I'm social distancing with this Lovely lady whose name I can't remember. Yeah. Where's the weed? Well, welcome to another episode of I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. We are here on our weekly Instagram Live. Co-join us on the social so you can be a part of it. And here we go. We're hanging out again. Did you... I don't even think we realized that we skipped an episode. We skipped an episode. Yeah. I, well, I realized it yesterday that we had skipped it. Because we, we, we normally do two in a row on Wednesdays. But we didn't have time because last week you were jacking the funk. I don't know. What, what were you doing? Oh, yeah. My in-laws were in town. Now, are uh, you are you home alone? I'll be home alone tomorrow. My wife leaves tomorrow morning. For the B&B. For her Airbnb. For Airbnb yeah. And how long have you been sans child? We haven't had Nova since Sunday. so, And then oh. we won't have her until Father's Day. So wow. A whole week without week. her. Man, that's so nice. What's your sitch over there? Are you... Is your family all there right now? Yeah, it's my son's 15th birthday. So he we awesome. just celebrated his birthday with my parents were here and his cousin was here, who is at UT. It's her second year of college. And she told me a wonderful story about how she was supposed to, her and her friend were supposed to meet with a couple guys yesterday. And then they were, they were supposed to meet up at a certain time, but my... My sister, she likes to be a little late for shit. Like if she says she's going to be there at noon, she'll be there maybe by three. Like, so if I want her to show up at one, I tell her it's at 10 a.m. And then she'll get there right at one. That's what we call Axel Rose time. Yeah. So she's on Axel Rose time. So thank God for that, because yesterday she was supposed to hook up with this. Well, I don't know, hook up, but meet up. Her and her buddy were going to meet up with these two guys. But she was late. She couldn't meet up with him. And then he had to go get tested for COVID. And he had it. Oh, shit. Because he's a football player. And so, but he had it, didn't know he had it. She would have got it, didn't know he had it. And then I'd have had it. And then everybody here in my house would have had it. Texas is looking pretty rough on the old spike, case spikes. I mean, we are breaking rule number one. We don't want to break rule number one, do we? Well, we don't really don't talk about it, but it's fresh in my brain right now. Because she was just hanging out at the house all day. I was like, well, I'm going to go take a nap and try not to breathe air until you leave. <laughs> you can do a couple of things to prevent the spread. You can either wear a mask or you can just not breathe air. So whichever one of those is more suitable to your lifestyle, that's it's what the uh, CDC recommends. I read that. Well, wearing the mask doesn't really help that much because you can still breathe it in. It really helps other people from breathing in your particulates but let's never talk about anything to do with c let's not let's not break rule number one let's not break rule number one so one of the exciting things i don't know if we can talk about it on the show if not you can just say let's not talk about that and we can edit it out but 
one of the reasons we weren't able to reschedule the IOK episode is because you are back in the the old stewed with Dwight Baker. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm pretty much out. I I went in, recorded 11 tracks with Conrad Chacroon, my old drummer, and Dave Monsey, my lifelong life, my life partner. Uh, he plays bass. <laughs> right. He's played bass on most of my records. We toured a little bit with old Monzi. We toured with him once, yeah. Yeah, in Colorado. That was at a show where, do you remember this? We were playing somewhere in like an outside amphitheater thing in Colorado, and there were there was like bears and shit. Yeah. And we stayed on the bus that night. The bus is right by two gar- two fucking dumpsters that bears are attracted to. He, I don't think he was on that tour. Was the Monzi not on that tour? No. Dude, I remember that. We played at State Bridge in Colorado. And when we parked the bus, we got off the bus. And basically, State Bridge is just, it's just a, it's basically just one club that's on a road in the middle of Colorado in, in between some mountains. And right when we got off the bus, we looked, we saw some people looking up at the mountain and we looked up at the mountain and there was a bear <laughs> just hanging out. Sitting upright. Hanging out. Yeah. Hanging out like the Buddha and like sitting on his rump, like, like a bear in a Disney cartoon. And we're like, what the <laughs> fuck? I've never seen a bear in the wild. And we're like, how long would that bear take to get down there and they're like ah oh, he's not coming down they were like well if he's if he's there long enough we're gonna have to tranquilize him and get him to the zoo or whoever but for now they were like we're just letting it ride because it's because it's it was a mama bear and there were like cubs and shit. well i didn't see the cubs but i did see the mama bear and here's what i know now i know oh there's a bear you know where i can see him so then as soon as the sun went down couldn't dude, see you couldn't yeah. see a thing it was so dark in that place so getting from the bus to the, the stage. fucking stage was like 30 feet of pure darkness. And I'm <laughs> telling you, man, I felt like I was walking the gauntlet. And then you and me were laughing so hard about what would we do if that bear got on the bus? Oh, well, I was I had a whole plan. I was like, well, because we spent the we it's really rare that you do this. But we because of just the travel, we spent the night in our bunks on the bus. Right. Usually the bus is moving if you're doing that, or you're in a hotel room, but the bus is still there in Bearville, in Bear fucking city, and land of the bear, and the sun's down, and we're right by a big full dumpster full of food. Yeah, where the bear is definitely going to show up at some point. And here's what's not going to protect you from a bear that wants to start some shit. Anything. A bus, or anything. You can't climb a tree, it'll outclimb you. You can't outrun it, you can't outswim it. Can't do anything. We had a whole plan where we we're going to like jump to the back of the bus, lock the back door, let the bear eat all of our bandmates, and let then the somehow, and then somehow squeeze through that back window, which you can't <laughs> squeeze through. Like once you're back there, you're fucked, dude. There's no exit unless you're like a four year old. I was thinking if I can get on top of the bus, I'll maybe be able to buy a couple hours. Right. I don't know what I'm going to do up there, but I don't think the bear could get on top of the bus. The bear story is just a great microcosm of what it's like to be on tour in general where we do this thing, we used to talk about it, where you surrender to death. Because you're on a bus and you can't control shit and you got to go to sleep and you just have to surrender to death. And the bear story is just a great heightened example of that. Right. Well, there is that thing when you're on a bus where you have to, and I'm really good. I don't know what it is because I I don't like to fly. I don't like to scuba dive. Like I'm always convinced I'm going to die. But for some reason, when I get on a bus, I'm like, I'll be fine. And dude, when you're on a bus, you're putting your life in the hands of a dude. I mean, have you ever met a bus driver that wasn't insane? No, they're not normal people. 
they're not normal people, dude. Check this out. So I'm in the bunk one night. And this is what you don't want to have happen when you're in the bunk. You're in the bunk. You don't know what time it is because you've been sleeping. So you probably went to bed at one or two in the morning and it's dark. You're in your little, it's like a little coffin. I don't know if anybody's ever been on a tour bus, but in the back of the tour bus, there's usually about 12 coffin shaped bunks that have a mattress, blanket, couple pillows. And you crawl in there from the side, like if it was a coffin, but it was open on the side. You crawl in there, you pull your little curtain shut, do a little of that in the bunk, maybe. <laughs> what was it, that? Oh my God. Is that ma- what that is? Masturbation. <laughs> Who knows what you do in the bunk? But whatever you do in the bunk, if you're me, you go to sleep almost immediately. But then here's what you don't want to have happen. Now you're in the bunk. There's no seatbelts. There's nothing. If the if the bus crashes when you're in the bunk, everybody's dead in the bunk. So and you tell yourself, oh, I'll be all fine. I'll be fine if the bus crashes. Uh-uh. Nobody's fine in the bunk when it crashes. When you hear about like, oh, there was a tour bus that was in an accident, those people are fucked up, dude. Nobody's buckled in, not even the bus driver. So I'm in the bunk sleeping, and then all of a sudden this happens, which is the bus hitting a zipper. You know what I'm talking about. You've been on the bus when that's happened, right? Yeah, absolutely. Wakes your ass up. It wakes your ass up. And usually it's it's like, and then now you're up. And then you're like, okay, hope. Let me check and see if the bus driver's still awake. Okay, I haven't hit this. Haven't hit the zipper again. Then you fade back off to sleep. So one night, the zipper goes off. It's like an earthquake, basically, because you don't know when it's going to end. And if it goes on for a long time, which this did, it's real fucked up. So, anyways, this zipper goes off for maybe fifteen or twenty seconds. So I go up to uh, find out what the hell is going on with the bus driver. I'm like, hey, dude, he's awake. The bus driver's awake when I get up there. So that's good. And uh, I'm like, what's up, dude? Why why the long zipper? And he's like, oh, sorry, man. I dropped the book I was reading. (laughs) And I was having a hard time picking it up off the ground. Wow. That's fireable. Hopefully you fired him. Fired the next day. The next yeah, day, I, I called my manager that night. I was like, we need a new driver tomorrow. Fly somebody in tomorrow. Guy got fired the next day. I've had lots of strange bus drivers that had to get the boot, either because they wouldn't go to sleep. Like, it's really important when they're not driving. Oh, right. Like, we'd, we'd get into town or something, and then sometimes like, you have a bus driver, like, come to the show. Yeah. And it's like, no. what are you doing here, dude? Go sleep. <laughs> or they won't come to the show, but then you'll kind of run into them. Like, I remember, because... In the last band I played in, we didn't have to set any of our stuff up. So we would just hang out until showtime in the town, go to a bar, have some cocktails or whatever. We'd see the driver in a bar drinking. We're like, dude, this is your sleepy time. We had a guy, I don't think he slept. And then he'd get in the he'd get in the bus and start driving. We had this, we only had this guy for a few days and he got fired. So the way it works is you get done with your gig, you load up the bus and you drive to the next city. So if it's this eight-hour drive, you drive to wherever you're going the next day. And this guy, every night, would, you know, we'd load up and, all right, let's go. And then he'd start driving and everybody would go to sleep. And as soon as everybody would go to sleep, he would just pull over and just start taking a nap after everybody's like, <laughs> Like in the lounge, like on the couch? In the lounge. And I'd wake up and we wouldn't be moving. I'm like, I guess we're at a truck stop. And I'd get up and we wouldn't be at a truck stop. 
would just be pulled over on the side of the road and he would just be sleeping. Wow. And I'd be like, what's going on? He's like, oh, I couldn't sleep. Anyways, four days, I think, is how long that guy lasted. He did that every night. I'm like, no, dude. Bus drivers are interesting. One of my favorite things to do, if we started a new tour, right, there'd be a new bus driver. And I loved sitting up front with them a little bit and getting to know them and figuring out who they drove. Because I loved hearing the dirt. I loved hearing the the chick sitch, which is always called it, the drug sitch. I'd always say like, hey, man, who you work with? Oh, Pantera, Boyd Tinsley of the Dave Matthews Band, yeah. and May- and Maynard from Tool. Here's me. Goody. Do we have, did you have that guy who, who worked for uh, Tool? Yeah. The, with the, yeah. That wore the kilts? I had a guy who just told me some really crazy stuff about Maynard James Keenan. Yeah. This guy owned a bus company. He always wore a kilt. Anyways. But just anytime they could tell me the drug and the chick sitch. Because that's I find that fascinating. And people have probably done that about us. They heard that we were being driven around. Yeah, and they're like, what's that? They're like, oh, those guys are boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just sit around. I mean, even back when I was single, it never really got crazy with the girls. It's never been a big drug thing. I do have a funny story that I think our listeners will like about you and that. This is when you were single. And it's yeah, not yeah. gratuitous. You had some company after the show. Single guy on a bus. Totally fine. Totally normal. Fine. No problem. Mm-hmm. The band, we all went somewhere probably to do karaoke. And this was in Pittsburgh? Yeah, this is in Pittsburgh. Dude, I don't ever remember meeting anybody in Pittsburgh ever. This is Club Cafe. This was two weeks ago. Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> You're going to just, just wait for the story. All right, let me hear the story. I'm excited. We're coming back toward time. Maybe we came back a little early, but, you know. The band can go do whatever they want, and you have a set time called bus call when you're going to leave, and your tour manager is not going to be happy if you're not there. So we were all mindful of that. We're having some drinks. Some of the dudes in the band don't drink, so we were probably in a pretty neutral place. Nothing crazy. We're coming back to the bus, and there's a guy, an angry boyfriend, banging on the bus door, yelling something like, I can't remember her name, something like, Sheila, Sheila, I know you're in there. Come out of there. And we like round the corner, we're like, Oh, so I texted you. And I said, "Hey, man, there's some dude uh, banging on the bus. I think his girlfriend's in there <laughs> because I think she hadn't told you that she had a boyfriend." And so we're just—I sent you that text, and I think you just wrote something like "K." Okay. <laughs> and then the next thing we see is the bus door opens, and she just comes out, and then you immediately shut the door, and it locks. <laughs> well. I don't I don't remember that story. But dude, there was a time in Chicago, and I remember this like it was two days ago. But it was after a show in Chicago, and the bus was right in front of the club where we we're playing. And I meet a I meet a lovely lady, and we come onto the bus and we're just talking. We're just in that back lounge. So let me tell you the uh, the blueprint of a bus. You've got the front door. That's where the driver is. There's usually a seat there as well. And then there's a front lounge with some, like, a couch or a couple couches facing each other, a little, like, a kitchen, a bathroom. Then you have the bunk area, which is, like, this row of bunks. And then the very back of the bus, there's a tiny room. And some people have it set up where there's a bedroom back there, but we had it set up to where there's, like, another lounge. But, like, some people, they have, like, a star room which is the bedroom but we never had that so anyways there's a little lounge in the back which is sort of like a private area the lounge because there's a door there anyways i'm back there we don't have the door shut to to either the front lounge or the back lounge but i'm just talking to this girl and we've been back there not long maybe a minute or two 
And I hear screaming from the front of the bus. Hey, that's my fucking wife, motherfucker. And I'm like, you're what? trying to get out of that bear window, the window we were going to use. Dude, it was like yeah, it was like the bear coming on the bus. <laughs> and I'm like, holy oh. shit. And I'm like, what? Who? What? What's going on? You know, she she didn't forgot to tell me that. She's like, oh yeah, that's my husband. I'm like, you gotta go. <laughs> I'm like, bye bye. Nice to meet you. Bye bye. So right. she gets up and goes, and and I'm kind of like peeking around the side, looking down there, and then she gets to the front, and there's a guy there, and luckily my bus driver is kind of holding the guy back, and he's a big, bur- beefy, burly guy. She gets to the front of the bus. They get off the bus. They close the bus. And then he and her hang out right outside the bus for an hour and a half. So guess who's not getting off the bus at any point after that? Bobby Schnitz. Bobby Schnitz. I'm just just in the back. And you can look through those windows. Those those windows of the bus are super tinted. So you can look out. Nobody can look in. So I'm just like, when are these motherfuckers going to leave? And- my bus driver tells me after the fact that he actually pulled a gun on the guy to stop him from coming on the bus. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I got a gun just in case some shit goes down. Cause you know, I think most of the, most of the guys that he drove were like, you know, out like not outlaw, but you know, that red dirt country where they're just like yeah, going Texas. all over Texas and <clears throat> yeah. some rough armed people and stuff. And, uh, I was like, good God. But thank God the bus driver was there. You know, but, you know, that's the thing about touring. You never know. This is what I learned on on that tour and all tours. People lie. People lie. It's a weird move, too. It's like a weird move where there's there's someone at your show who wants to spend some time with you. All right. But their husband or partner is there. They're there. Like, what, are they, what are they trying to do? Like, what's the end game? What's the... Uh, I don't know. And then dude. kind of putting you in the weird cross crosshairs of it. Yeah. There's another there's another thing that happens on tour too. And this is way less like this isn't like me in a on a bus alone with a chick, but like at a show where like a girl who likes the band, ladies like bands, it's no mystery. But they'll want to come up and talk or whatever, but their boyfriends will be there, but they're not trying to get anyone alone. They're not trying to do anything shitty. They just want to say hi and maybe get you to sign something or whatever or tell you about a song they like. But they're, here's their boyfriends who are standing right behind them. They don't like it. No, they, they don't like it. And no. I want to so badly just like cut through everything that's happening, just like hit pause like in a movie and go, hey, dude, everything's cool, man. Everything's cool in the gang. Your girlfriend, I don't think, is cool because she's not being super cool in front of you. But there's no problem. This is the worst thing that's ever happened after a show. We were I don't know where it was, but we were playing a show. And I met a girl, a girl came backstage, really cute, like really cute. And we're talking and she's like, you know, like, hey, do you want to hang out some more? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. She's like, okay, I got to go tell my boyfriend. I'm like, what? But this girl was so hot. I was like, do what you got to do. So she goes out. Now I'm watching. Of course, I'm watching. See, She goes and talks to this guy, big guy but nice looking, like a really nice young looking guy, like maybe a football player or something. And he's listening to her and she's talking to him. And then he just starts crying. <laughs> no fucking lie, dude. Starts crying and oh, walks man. away. And oh. then she comes back and she's like, I'm ready to hang out. 
<laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. I don't, I don't think I could go through with it. Oh, I went through it. I'm sure. You did. <laughs> I, I don't know that guy, but oh my God, dude, how fucking ruthless is that? That's brutal. That's so brutal. brutal. So brutal. I was on a Matthew Mayfield tour once where we were meeting fans after the show in the club. So tour managers packing everything up and. The artist I was with, Matthew, he kind of wanted the band around him. He was a little sensitive about some of that. He just didn't want to be out there alone talking to super fans. We're in New England somewhere. And I started talking to this girl with her boyfriend right next to her. And she's like crying, talking about how much she loves this dude's music and how meaningful. And they had driven like five hours to come to the gig. Like five hours. Right. They didn't know we were playing the next night, like really close to where we were. It's New England. You're always a few hours away. Right. So I was like, I was like, hey. If you guys can stick around this part of the country, I'll give all of you tickets to tomorrow's show. Uh, there was super fans, you know. You know how to be like that. It's like if yeah, you can yeah. just get if you can get to the electric factory in Philly tomorrow. We were in like New York, maybe. Right. I was like, I'm gonna text our tour manager right now. You know how this is. You just text. I was like, if you can give me your name and however many tickets you want, all you got to do is put your name. It wasn't like give me your number. I was just doing something nice for this 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 chick. Well, her boyfriend is not liking that at all not liking that i'm saying hey if you want to come to another gig which is by the way really different than do you want to come backstage or do you want to come on the bus yeah uh i was just saying hey bring anyone who wants to come you know you guys shouldn't drive five hours and miss the show we're going to play tomorrow right down the road and he went over to uh our one of our other band members and was like i i learned this later he was like is he trying to fuck my girlfriend right in front of me this motherfucker this scumbag he's inviting her to the show I'm like, dude, I'm inviting you all to the, like, it just, the vibes like that ruin it when you just try to be nice to people. Not everyone's out to fucking destroy lives and stuff. You right, know? right, right. Unless you're that chick that <laughs> I guess was willing to go break up with her boyfriend just well, to hang out with you. Here's the pro- Here, here's the real problem with that. When you see something like that, when you see what people are capable of doing, it kind of destroys your faith in humanity. A little bit, yeah. Like it really kind of, it's like if you're like working at a restaurant and you spit in somebody's sandwich, you know, you can't ever have, an, you can't ever eat another sandwich and not think, oh, maybe somebody spit in my sandwich. You know what I mean? It's a loss of innocence. It, it is a loss of innocence, dude. And I lost my innocence that night. But if you're going to lose it, that's the way to lose it, dude. You don't want to be that big guy crying. <laughs> I because i've been that big guy crying and it's not fun dude well i mean you know what i'd want to say to him i wish i could almost be in that good in a time machine because i you would be with i'm gonna now call her crazy lady because that's no she she was but she wasn't dude she wasn't crazy and he wasn't crazy she was nice and he was nice and i think it was just one of those things where she was like i don't think this opportunity is going to happen again right. so i'm going to do what i'm going to do right. and i don't know what their relationship was you know maybe it's maybe it was a very sure. friends with benefit i don't know i just know that he started crying that's all here's what we here's what we can agree well here's what we can agree with they weren't supposed to be together cuz that doesn't happen in healthy relationships no. so here's what i wish i could do you get to be with your nice new lady friend i right. wish i could just go intercept him and be like hey man you don't want to be with some chick that's going to break up with you to fuck Bob Schneider tonight and humiliate you. So it's this is best for everybody. That's the other thing. I don't know if we actually hooked up. I don't. Like, it might have just been hanging out. But also, I may we may have also hooked up, too. I don't know. All I remember was the, the scene 
before we ended up hanging out. Well, right, because you had to you had to watch a horrifying, uh, you know, melodrama play out in front of you. Oh my god, my jaw would have been on the fucking floor. Yeah. Ugh. Wow. All right. Well, I feel like we're we're pretty close to done now with this podcast. <laughs> now that we've dredged up the past, dude. I did run into somebody not too long ago outside the Saxon Pub, and he was like super nice, and he was like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" Blah blah blah. And then he was like, hey, just want you to know I'm over it. I'm like, over what? Oh, oh boy. And he was like, yeah, I used to hook up with my girlfriend back in the day. <laughs> and I was like, uh, oh, boy. Because here's the other thing, dude. This is the other thing that's very weird, and I don't know what this is. There is this thing where where girls will just make up a story and say, like, oh, yeah, I hooked up with that guy or and I don't know what I don't know what that is because I guys would never like I would never like go oh I I would I mean I might make up something guys definitely do that guys would definitely no no make up stories about who they hooked up with but they would tell their guy friends a story about oh I hooked up with that chick and that's a lie right but no way would a guy ever tell a girl a lie about hooking up with another girl and this to impress her or to hurt her or something to try to hurt her. Play, it, a guy would play those games. Really? I think. Well, I mean, I wouldn't, but I can imagine some d- dickhead would. I can't imagine it. Anyways, I, but I so was wait. Like, so he I, came up. So he came up to you to say, yeah, yeah. He came up to you to say, hey, hey, no worries, dude. I'm over it. And you, you don't even know what he's talking about. No. And he was. He told me the girl's name, and I was like, that's not ringing a bell. It doesn't mean I didn't hook up with her. But I don't remember it, and I feel like maybe you got played or something that maybe she just made it up. I don't know. It was weird. And I was like, don't kill me. And he didn't. And he, and he was nice. He was a nice guy. Well, it sounds like, he he, was, it sounds like he's not going to kill you anymore, but there might have been a, a gestation period there, it sounds like, where he wasn't over it. For sure. Dude, I mean, you know how it is, dude. If you've dated a girl and then she starts dating a guy, you're going to hate that guy. You know, women are fascinating about that in my experience. They'll they'll like cyberstalk the other chick or keep up with exes and stuff in ways that like I, I once I turn a corner on that, I don't even think about it anymore. What are you what's your vibe on that? I never get over anybody. I just don't want to know anything about it. Well, no. No, I no. I don't want to know anything about no, it. No, I don't want to know anything. Right. Dude, I don't like wanna... me though. We're not we're not sitting in a room boohooing about it. I'm not gonna go to the person's gig and be like, hey, by the way, bro. Oh no. I'm over it. I'm over it, dude. Well, you're just that's just adding that's just you're just adding more pain to your already ah! Yeah. <laughs> it's just sticking ah! sticking jalapeno ah! sauce in your eye. <laughs> no, I've never no, I've never done any of that where I'm like, no, no, once yeah, once I'm done, I'm like but I'm I'll be heartbroken. But there's no way I'm gonna like try to like hmm, let me look up the Instagram, let me look up the no. Facebook and see what's going on. Dude, there's no happy endings there. I would even have friends be like, Oh, did you hear of the you know, someone you used to date? And I'm like, No. Didn't hear about it, don't wanna hear about it. Don't give a fuck. Don't wanna Couldn't hear give shit. A fuck. Dude, my wife would be like, uh, there was this time I was dating this guy with a big penis. I'm like, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> don't tell me anything. I just assumed you were a virgin when I met you and you'll be a virgin when we when we part. I mean, my my feeling on that is like, look, I'm, I married a woman who had experiences. I had experiences. We brought a collective past to the table and those experiences make us who we are. However, do 
don't want to hear about it. Don't want to hear it. Don't Nothing. need any details about any of that. Nothing. I don't want to know a damn thing. <laughs> she, the other day, my wife was trying to show me. She had like discovered some old pictures of her boyfriend in her phone, and she's like no. passing the phone to me. I'm like. Don't want to see by, it. And by the way, by the way, she didn't discover them. Okay. They were there. She knew they're there. Oh, look what I found. It's not like treasure buried in the yard. It's not an artifact from 25 fucking thousand years ago. It's a no. phone. Yeah. All right. We should get, we we have to be done here. We're, we're already way over time. All right. Well, we're going to kick it now to the Secret Weekly. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back here again next week, 4.30. All right, let's kick it to the secret week. All right, see you later. Bye. (laughs) 